You're listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network about the people, places, and events that impact our state. Well, welcome to Viewpoint. My name is Rob Conrad. Our special guest this morning, Brian Jones, who's with Public Relations with Alabama Tourism. And here we are, Labor Day weekend, Brian. And people, have, you know, we've had uh, yesterday doing some stuff, but let's look forward to today and tomorrow and things coming up in Alabama. There's always, I think, you know what amazes me, Brian, is that uh, years ago, there wasn't much going on, but it seems like now there's so much to choose from, so many activities. Do you agree that there's been a big change in the last decade? Oh, yeah, Rob. And and the great thing about it, too, is these events are all over the state. You can find a, and a festival or event or something to do literally from North Alabama all the way down into the beaches and, and, and everywhere in between. And it's also great in that we have a lot of things based around small towns in oh. Alabama. But we also have a lot of things, you know, based around the larger cities like the Huntsville areas and the Birmingham areas. So whether you like the big cities or the small towns, you can find something to do just about any weekend of the year, yeah. especially uh, especially these holiday weekends. You know what I like that is because a lot of people who live in the bigger cities like to head out to the small towns because they like the flavor, the community flavor and the fun things, the locality. You know, when you get into a small town, it's just a kind of a different vibe than if you're in downtown Birmingham at a festival. And sometimes the, the people who live in small towns like to come into the city to get the vibe of the city. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it gives you a kind of a unique cultural experience, you know, like you were saying, especially when you get into these small towns. Some of our, our most popular things that we've done in terms of brochures and tourism, uh, we did a 100 dishes to eat in Alabama. And, and one of the things in that is we also had the big cities in it, but we highlighted these small towns, their locally owned restaurants, and what they're known for. We also had a really successful year of barbecue a couple of years ago that uh, highlighted all the great barbecue places around the state. And we kind of combined that with some of our other promotional years that we did, a year of outdoors, a year of sports, a year of music, and we put all of that together on Alabama road trips. And, in fact, if you go to our website at alabama.travel, you can see about 80 of these road trips. And it's also available on a smartphone app that free that you can download. And it's built for like a long weekend, like a, a, a three- or four-day of here's where you go, and when you get there, Here's where you. Here's the the best museums. Here's the places to hear live music. Here's the best local restaurants. So these Alabama road trips are really for anyone looking, especially with fall uh, mm-hmm. weather being so much nicer now, and yeah. looking just looking for a a good weekend break. I would recommend going to www.alabama.travel and looking through these kind of ready-made itineraries for road trips. I love the fact that you gave that information because as soon as you started talking about those best restaurants, I said, man, there's got to be a website we can go to. So Alabama.travel. Yeah. I'm going Alabama, there. Alabama.travel. And along with the road trips, it, it'll also link you to the brochure, the list of the hundred things in Alabama to eat. And the, the thing about that is it's actually, we, we kept the name. 100 dishes but mm-hmm. now we're up to like 212 or something <laughs> like that because people kept sending in you know like well you've got to put this in here and you got to put that in here and again the great thing about these are these are all local or 
Alabama-owned restaurants. And you can also get that on a smartphone app. And one of our coolest little smartphone apps is for one we did, the Alabama Barbecue Trail. And that lists some of the, the, the top barbecue restaurants all around the state, but it also has a feature so that when you're driving, it will, like, ping your phone. Oh, wow. You guys are really miles high tech. Twenty miles or ten miles. Yeah. So if if you're you know if you're driving through to wherever, and you're uh, let's say you're driving through uh, uh, I sixty five or up through around Decatur, and it'll ping your phone saying, "Do you realize you're only ten miles from Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue, <laughs> home of you know home of famous Alabama white sauce." Um, so it's uh, it, there's a lot of cool things, and and, and like everything. Uh, from the brochures to the content to the smartphone apps, they're all free. If you just joined us, we're talking with Brian Jones. He's with Public Relations with Alabama Tourism, and we're talking about Labor Day weekend fun things to do. And first of all, you've set us up with a great tip on this website, alabama.travel, about the restaurants, and you're talking about the little jaunt you can make out for a couple of days. How about have festivals or things that are happening for Labor Day that might be unique to this weekend? Is there anything like that going on? Yeah. Um, one's in Cherokee, which is up in North Alabama. It's the Coon Dog Cemetery Labor Day celebration. And if you remember, and this is right, if you remember the movie, the Reese Witherspoon movie, Sweet Home Alabama, yeah, you know, sure. they had a, a scene in that. Well, that's based, there is a actual Coon Dog Cemetery. And it's in Cherokee, and over Labor Day on September 4th, they have an annual thing where they bring in, they have live bluegrass music, they have dancing, they do a liars contest, they have barbecue, but it's it's a real place, and they kind of build a, a festival around it on Labor Day. Yeah, I want to see the liars contest. I bet you there's some good stories to be told there, huh? Yeah, you you can find some, some good authentic liars uh, <laughs> there, Rob. <laughs> I like it. So that's okay. Let's let's put that down. That's that's fun. Yeah. If you like bluegrass and that kind of stuff, head on. You said it's in Cherokee, right? Yes, that's and it. that's up uh, that's up in the North Alabama area. It's around where Florence is and Tuscumbia. It's around that area. Okay, and never been up there. A lot of people might be saying, "Well, I've never traveled that way." That'd be a good trip to plan. I like that. Oh yeah, and while you're up there, you can see. Of course, Muscle Shoals has become incredibly popular with the Muscle Shoals Sound Studio and Fame Studios and Alabama Music Hall of Fame. So you can do a whole music tour once you're up there of seeing these other great attractions. Yeah, and once you talk to one of those guys, one of the the people that were the Swampers, the list of hit songs that we all grew up to is just enormous, the ones that came out of there. It's just fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's amazing to think about a, a, a small town in Alabama that you had all of these people come through from the Rolling Stones to, to Paul Simon to Steve Winwood. It's amazing. To, I mean, the list, yeah, the list just goes on and on. Yeah. Okay, and uh, what else might be happening on uh, the Labor Day weekend that we can look forward to? Okay, let's see. In uh, Coleman, uh, which is right in between uh, Huntsville and Birmingham, you got the Sweet Tater Festival, which is uh, – Obviously, a lot of sweet potatoes, uh, music, a car show, arts and crafts, a lot of family activities, and that's actually uh, Sunday and Monday that's in Coleman. Over in uh, Decatur, they're doing a, uh, they have a reenactment battle from the Civil War every year that they do, and that's uh, 100 
uh, authentically clad reenactors, and they, they shoot off cannons, and that's that's quite a scene. And it's also uh, Labor Day weekend is the last weekend that Point Mallard Aquatic Center is open. So you can go up there and enjoy. they got a lazy river, America's first wave pool, uh, water slide. So it's a great time to go to the water park as well. And you said it was America's first wave pool. Yes, yeah. Right. Um, they built it uh, in the early 1970s, which, no again, you know, you would think like, okay, the first wave pool would be, I don't know, Disney World in Orlando, it would be somewhere in California. It was in Decatur, Alabama. Man, oh, man, you are just a wealth of information. What else is happening that uh, we could look forward to? Uh, let's see, if you're around, like, the Montgomery area over in Eclectic, they're doing a, a Labor Day uh, concert. Uh, the amphitheater on Lake Martin, and this is, again, another annual event that they do that's got, I don't know, four or five different live music groups. So you're right there at the lake, which is great. Uh, Huntsville, if you're looking for kind of a unique, something different Labor Day type of event, uh, they're doing a Caribbean Day at the park. Nice. And it's the, it's the people with the Caribbean culture up there, and they have cuisine, they have uh, arts and crafts around that, and I'm not sure what a Caribbean board game is, but they've got <laughs> Caribbean board games. I like uh, that. And they, yeah, it sounds fun. Um, and they've also... <laughs> They've got uh, live reggae bands and dancing. Oh, man, that sounds like fun. We could just, you know, get our our best shirt that we would wear to Jamaica and show up. What do you think? Oh, yeah, and that's in Huntsville. So a little bit of the Caribbean comes to Huntsville. Okay. So that's a good list. I'm I'm wondering, is there more? Uh, Yeah, let's see. uh, In section, there's a section Labor Day festival that's their their community park that's has dominoes homemade ice cream barbecue uh let's see uh tanny hill ironworks uh state park actually has a big annual labor day celebration and moon pie eating contest <laughs> you know so now <laughs> go ahead i'm just going to say something about uh, when you're through about state parks i wanted to comment on but you, you have oh, yeah, more. yeah yeah but i mean you, you can't beat like being at a state park having games and Moon pie eating contest. No kidding. But our state parks are absolutely incredible. Whether you're you're down at the beach or you're at Oak Mountain in Birmingham, they're just incredible parks that I think if you haven't visited lately, you should take advantage of the lakes and the walking trails and the golfing and horseback riding and all, all kinds of things that people sometimes forget is right in their backyard. Oh yeah, Rob. These uh, the the state parks really are a treasure, and and like you said, they stretch everywhere from Lake Gunnersville and Joe Wheeler up in North Alabama, all the way down to uh, the Gulf Coast with the state park facilities down there. And of course, they're building. Uh, they're in the process of building back the Gulf State Park Lodge right now, but they've got all the nature areas and the preserves. There's also a wonderful Five Rivers. that's in Mobile, so you can get kind of a, they they do cool little swamp tours and everything else, but I tell people, especially the the time of year we're coming up to now, especially when you get into September and October, because in another, you know, month, month and a half, we're going to be into fall colors and the leaves changing. I mean, this is 
this is one of the best times of the year to go to these state parks. Well, it sounds to me like the real guidebook that we need to use is the one on your website, alabama.travel. It sounds like uh, these things you're talking about, we can find out more information and, and destinations. And, you know, the beautiful thing is you don't have to plan a trip a million miles away because there's so many wonders and things to see and do here in our own state. Oh, yeah, there really is. And and we found that that's what people are looking for now. They're looking for some place that they can go to, you know, take a two- or three-hour drive, but go ahead and get there and, and spend that time enjoying it instead of driving way off to another state. Yeah. And this, this, just, you know, just spend a couple of hours and go ahead and get there, and, and that way you can enjoy it, whether it's a, a long weekend or a week's vacation. Well, let's go to uh, Scottsboro. What's happening there? Oh, yeah, Rob. It's uh, Art in the Park, and that's there in Scottsboro at King Caldwell Park. They're going to have more than 150 different artisans and craftspeople, and this is one of those juried art shows. But beyond the art, they're also going to have food and live entertainment. So that's that's going to be a cool thing to see in Scottsboro. Okay, and, and what is that? Do you, do you have the times on that? And is it is it today or Monday? Um, let's see. That is actually today. Okay, it's, good. Uh, today, Sunday. Okay. And uh, Tuscumbia, what is happening there? Yeah, that's the uh, big, and if you're up there, that's in kind of the same area as where the Coondog Cemetery Labor Day celebration yeah. is. But this is just a little drive over from that in Tuscumbia. It's the Shoals Area Labor Day Festival, and this is actually the oldest Labor Day event in Alabama. No kidding. And that's going to happen uh, tomorrow. It's going to happen on Labor Day Monday. There's going to be a parade at 11 o'clock. Then there's going to be just a whole day full of food and live music and different prizes. And that's a free event. So you could. that's a great time, again, to see that, that cool North Alabama area where you've got Tuscumbia and Muscle Shoals and Florence. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up that it was a free event because one of the first things that came to my mind was that, you know, a lot of these activities are free. You show up and, of course, you pay for food. And, and like, if it's a, an art show, you would you would pay for the art and so forth. But the entrance, you, you just show up and, and have a good time and absorb all the ambiance going on. Oh, yeah. A lot of these are. And, and you can find all of these events. Uh, actually, we have a calendar of events on our website, and that's the Alabama.travel site. And beyond just Labor Day weekend, you can search out the rest of the year, even into next year. You can. Uh, it's got a cool selection. You can go by city or you can go by uh, specific dates and bring up events happening all across the state. How excellent is that? So if you just joined us, uh, remember the website that I'm calling it the Alabama Bible now, alabama.travel. <laughs> Man, I mean, if you want to have some fun in our state, there you go. Brian, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed it. You're listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network. Our guest, Tracy Hips. He is executive director of the Christian Service Mission in Birmingham, and he's been nice enough to take some time out of his busy day to visit with us and talk about the organization and the impact it is having. Tracy, thank you for joining us. Good to be here today. Well, uh, while others were at the beach or the lake this summer, I know that Christian Service Mission uh, was very busy in the mission field. And uh, before we get to that, I wonder if you could tell us, for the benefit maybe of our listeners who may not be familiar, a little bit about... Uh, Christian Service Mission and its history? Well, Christian Service Mission has been around 47 years, and uh, 
of 40 years. It did a lot of things in our city, made a tremendous impact. But the last seven years since I've been there, God has redirected our efforts to be more involved in community development, which is making an impact in individual communities in the city of Birmingham as a primary focus. So that's what we focus the last seven years to do. This summer, uh, you hosted uh, some 1,250 volunteers, and they were involved in a variety of efforts, including kids camps. Yeah, we, we, we this summer was a big summer. We had 10 interns. We had 37 different groups come in from all over the United States, and we were able to impact quite a bit with volunteers and, and working with 500 kids in five different camps to help impact uh, the communities and help these kids and serve. And and what we do is we work in partnerships. So those camps are not directly coming out of Christian Service Mission, but it's with our impact partners that serve in the communities with the kids that have a a year-long impact with these kids. And we came alongside bringing interns, volunteers, and resources and partnerships to help impact those kids for the summer. And uh, your uh, your interns, your volunteers, uh, as you say, coming from all over the country to do this. Yeah, they come from all over. And our interns, we had 10 and uh, that was paid to work this summer. And we, we helped broker them with our partners so that they could help make a bigger impact, not just being in a warehouse and around our facility, but out in the community, serving in the community with our partners like, uh, for instance, New Rising Star or Bethel Baptist Church or Greater Shadow Baptist Church or True Vine. Uh, church, we we uh, connected them with our local partners to help facilitate everything we do. So when you're doing a kids camp, you're working hand in hand with the local church. That's right. We everything we do, we feel like that our main value is the gospel, and our main venue is the local church. God said He'll build His church, uh, and so we want to partner with the local church as a nonprofit. Uh, the way we build our capacity is through our nonprofit local churches. To, to invest in them, and together we can see a greater influence of the gospel. And when you have these kids' camps, uh, this is an opportunity uh, for your interns, uh, other folks in your organization, to really bond with these kids, That's right. right. Yeah, relationships are built, educational impact. We, we have pre-testing, post-testing, so you are able to see how well your impact is working with these kids. And, and also we, we have gardens and all in our facilities, and so we were able to teach aquaponics and hydroponics and take it out into the camps and, and watch uh, two of the camps uh, were, were the first time they ever did camps. So we're helping to build their opportunities at both in Tarrant in Ingle Nook and in North Birmingham to do a camp for the first time. So two of those locations were first-time camps, and so we're building for a better camp next year. Uh, of course, it doesn't end there. Uh, the Christian Service Mission involved in uh, many other efforts, uh, including your housing, construction crew, and uh, something called the SWAT team, and I understand they have been busy with multiple projects. Yeah, our SWAT team is serving with available time, treasure, and talent. So we got retired folks or people just want to come and serve on a pretty regular basis, and we probably have 25 to 30 in any month's time that's coming out there two and three days a week and sometimes more than that, that they just want to serve the Lord, and we put them, and they are helping us build houses. We actually have a house tomorrow we're dedicating that we've been working on for several months that this SWAT team has put a lot of time and energy in and to see uh, the the results of the, the hands of people and the hearts of people and the money of people and partnerships to build this and help refurbish this home of Carl Jackson that we're working with.
And you have uh, summer interns uh, working side-by-side side with your team? Yeah, and they come out of some of these local churches. And uh, one intern was from Shades Mountain, and he's a young man that wanted to build, and he worked with our construction team. And by the end of the summer, he was leading his own construction teams. You know, a lot of uh, young people are in education, so they're helping to tutor, and they're helping to, to tutor kids all summer long. And and so it's, it's great to give them experiences plus uh, further the impact of of investing in these kids' lives in the city. Now, one thing we uh, should mention, with all of uh, the events uh, happening in Houston, a Christian Service Mission is uh, very involved with disaster relief. Yeah, that's one aspect of what we do when, when the opportunity comes. Uh, in 2011, we served in those tornadoes, and we were the central hub of a faith-based initiative in the state of Alabama. And that really put us on a map for going forward and Although we don't do it every day, when a disaster does come, we we feel like that we need to take a lead role because we are we do have a a campus that has a warehouse and docks and trucks and and so we're involved in the efforts in Houston and Texas and and Beaumont to send some relief there. We did Fairfield. We did, we've done every disaster that's hit in the last five years. We've been involved in one set, one uh, way, shape, or form by collecting resources and and we we got possibly a truck to three going out next week we're working with the city this weekend to to collect things this week and next week two trucks will be going out from the city to the mayors of beaumont and and uh to the mayors of houston for for their relief but our relief efforts besides that will be uh going to some uh, local efforts of where the gospel can really put the hands and feet uh to the people in those places our guest is tracy hips with christian service mission tracy when you have a a disaster unfold like that, and this is uh, obviously one that is massive in scope. Tell us, if you would, a little bit about uh, how you put together the relief effort in your organization. Well, as as I said, uh, we do partner, and so we gather our partners. Those are the churches and organizations that uh, love to give, and we just tell them what we're collecting and and what opportunities they can have to give to and how we can do it together. Together, we can make a tremendous impact. Alone, we can take one truck. Together, we can take thousands and thousands of pounds of food and supplies out to the, to the communities in, in need. And we have people that have worked disasters for the last 20 years that our partners are already on the ground telling us where is needed, what's needed, and how we can partner with them. Because of our resource of being a dock, having a dock and forklifts and all, we can move things at greater volume than just uh, one can. Well, this is certainly one way to impact lives. Uh, Health is another. Christian Service Mission uh, started a program called Cooking Well. Could you tell us a little bit about that? We've been working on that for about a year and a half to put together a a plan of a way to educate people that are below poverty level and people in poverty to how to cook, how to cook well. And it's turned into even more people wanting to to be involved in it and knowing how to to cook well, how to spend time together, and then how to cook in a way that is healthy, that will blow your mind, uh, you know, because of uh, often we shop in the center of a store, not at the outer rim of a store. And so we teach people how to do that. And, and with a six-week time and a couple hours a week, it will, it will impact and change a life and how people see food and how food impacts a person's life. So there are the health benefits, of course, but I guess just like with uh, the, the kids' camps and the other projects, there are the relationships and the bonds yep. that form between the participants. Yep. When, when people spend time together around the table, when they spend time around the, 
the the counters preparing the food, the conversations. It impacts them both spiritually. It impacts them physically. It impacts them socially. You know, it impacts the whole person. And so we've created these uh, for initiatives and programs around impacting the whole person. We've got a wood shop that we actually build furniture in, and there's another venue that would that empowers men to get together and put their skills together and spend time together in a way a man likes to spend time, and a cooking club could involve men. At this point, it doesn't, and we partner with uh, Sanford University and Emils, uh, which is a national uh, company to help do this, and it's been a phenomenal opportunity, and we're, we're just, we've done two beta tests with 16 different women and it's just changed our lives. And so we, this fall, we've got several more classes and initiatives going, and it's just going to uh, quickly escalate into impacting many, many lives. Now, do you find that uh, these activities are effective at breaking down barriers? Uh, it's part of our goal is to break down those walls that divide us, and uh, those walls, racial walls, economic walls, uh, all the walls that are built up. Uh, uh, and then because it, it's already done it, and that's part of what it did this past summer is, you know, you breaking down those walls and having those conversations that around the table you could have, and over time you will have. One lady even shared of her, her diagnosis with cancer for the first time with all the ladies around, and one lady shared how she had never had a, uh, a meal around the table with somebody of different race. And, you know, and those kind of walls are being broke down, and the conversations are becoming real and impacting lives and changing lives, and that's that's what it's all about. Speaking of food, we should mention that Christian Service Mission uh, is involved in food distribution efforts. Yeah, we, we, we distribute to about 50 organizations in any month's time. With uh, This year we'll have uh, right at a million pounds of food that we gave out uh, with our partners and all that. So we do all that in partnerships. We, we don't feed individuals. We feed, we share and share resources with organizations that in turn help the people so that the people have a, a, a touch from their local organizations every time they get food. And uh, you have uh, corporate volunteers assisting with these efforts? Uh, we, we, like I said, we have about 8,000 volunteers a year come through our, our, our facilities and everything we do. So, yeah, anything from banks to corporations to companies to schools and special needs groups, United Ability comes out. So, uh, young kids come out. We will we'll make it work because we want to impact people uh, and, and use their hands. So our volunteer efforts alone, we we estimate about a half a million dollars worth of volunteer efforts uh, was given to our city uh, through the hands of the people that was served with us. Well, with all these projects, Tracy, and uh, the many volunteers coming forward, uh, perhaps it should come as no surprise that. The Christian Service Mission found that its headquarters could benefit from uh, some renovations. Well, it's it's been a warehouse for many years, so old Wood Frutiker Warehouse, where it housed food. But we've turned it into a campus, a place of truly transformation because we have aquaponics, hydroponics, fish house with all our gardens. And so the gardens now feeds our cooking program by herbs and vegetables and all that, which feeds our partners and so we have a wood shop. We have in our facilities, we have several other ministries, Med Missions, which serves all over the world, uh, uh, Bundles of Hope, which serves diapers to, to partners and partners we serve together. So it's a collaborative effort to see lives transformed on one campus. And that campus, the renovation of the campus will allow us to reach even more in a better way, a wheelchair ramps to better serve our handicapped folks. And 
facilities in the back to better handle the large groups of 100, 200, 300 people that come in and serve at any one time in our facility. So that's what we, we just trust in the Lord for that and believe in, and, and hopefully we'll have a, a, a place for cooking well in there, and, and our large 8,600-square-foot freezer unit can house anywhere from three to 500, you know, 700 pallets of food. So that's millions of dollars of food can be put in there, and God has provided all that, and we, we've been able to help other people through that. Well, uh, looking forward to the fall, uh, do you have any projects you'd like to tell us about? Uh, we're dedicating a house, two houses tomorrow, and this fall we, we're still involved in renovating homes and building decks and putting roofs on homes, and, you know, the cooking well classes will start here pretty soon, and we do tutoring in two schools that we work with. And so that's a lot of fun. And so we, we got our biggest project. Our biggest initiative we do is Thanksgiving, where we serve. Last year, we did 20 outreaches in one day, serving 3,500 uh, families, delivering food to their home, 3,500 in 20 different locations, and did it all in three hours with over 1,000 volunteers. And that took a couple months of organization, but the impact is tremendous. And we, we look forward to that same impact this Thanksgiving, too. Tracy, if our listeners would like more information about the Christian Service Mission, what should they do? Well, you can go to our website, csmission.org. Facebook is really the best place for it, Facebook, Christian Service Mission on Facebook. We'll tell everything we're doing, the relief efforts, currently what we're doing, what we do just about every other day. We, we post on our Facebook, and that really tells the story. Or they can call 205-252-9906. That's 252-9906. That's in Birmingham, Our guest, Tracy Hips, Executive Director of the Christian Service Mission in Birmingham. And today we have been discussing the ways in which the mission is having an impact on so many lives. Tracy, thank you once again for joining us. It's been a joy to be here. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network. The opinions expressed on Viewpoint Alabama are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or advertisers of this station. If you have any comments or questions about the program, please send an email to viewpointalabama at arnnet.com. You can also send a letter to the Alabama Radio Network, 600 Beacon Parkway West, Suite 400, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next week for another Viewpoint Alabama from the Alabama Radio Network.